one and we are recording with mr george webb his new halo and as you can tell he is the uh this is this is george webb patriot saint of bioweapons and bio research um but yeah man so so what exactly are we talking about today uh well uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm at Atlanta Airport, so um, oh, you're in Hartsfield. You know, airports are airports. Yep, yep, yep. So, but I thought I would just leave it on the halo, the bio agents halo. Um, I think the Crimea Bridge is probably the the big story. What do you think? So I haven't been paying attention at all, and I just had on um, uh, uh, Jeff Nyquist, who said he wrote a story about the, and I had no idea what it was. I, I guess. I don't know if that happened today or last night or something. And if my head's been in the sand, I've been doing podcasts all day. What happened? Well, uh, you know, the bridge, I think it's one of the longest bridges in the world um, from Russia, Rostov on Don area uh, over to Crimea. And it's sort of like uh, Putin. It's Putin's bridge, personal bridge uh, in the sense that he uh, drove a truck across it when it first you know, after the annexation of Crimea, it sort of like made Crimea a part of Russia again. So uh, 70th birthday today for Putin and they blow up the bridge on his birthday. So um, everyone's celebrating, you know, from the uh, MSNBC, et cetera, all those. Uh, but it looked like either a truck bomb and a big and a big one or a, a ship beneath. Uh, but it was interesting because the bridge broke in two places. So that's that almost gives you the idea of a shock wave or a sine wave moving through um, rather than a truck bomb. But it could be a truck bomb. Uh, but it definitely looks like it came from underneath. But it's a massive explosion. Um, so now everybody's wondering, okay, well, what's, what's Putin's response going to be? And Putin's just been dead silent since this has happened. And Putin had said in the past that he would hit uh, municipal buildings in Kiev if anybody touched the bridge. So this could be an escalation. I say this is a Henry Kissinger, par for the course, modus operandi. You always have an escalation where everybody feels like nuclear war is imminent. And then Kissinger comes in and then de-escalates it and it's the hero. As we'll see. Uh... As my buddy Stoli, who actually is the one that I think introduced us or told me to find you, um, as he always says, you got to escalate to de-escalate. And uh, whenever he and I are playing video games, he's always escalate to de-escalate. If other guys start getting out of the truck, he's like, shoot one in the face and we'll save more lives if we drop somebody right now. And it's, Escalate to de-escalate. There do, you you think, do, you think like that, do you think that's what's happening right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, I hate to say this, but I think Putin is in on it. Uh, he, and the only reason I say that is because his agent uh, to the Rothschild interests, Deripaska, was with a lot of people in Forte de Marmi on the four, uh, 24th on the weekend in what seemed like a peace negotiation. Uh, a lot of the Zelensky people were also in Forte de Marmi, which is this Italian village on the western coast of Italy. They both have mansions there. Uh, so it seemed like this whole uh, Ukraine thing uh, maybe has been a long-term strategy to weaken Russia. The RAND uh, came out, a report came out, 2019 report saying that that's exactly the strategy and that we'll have to stop the Nord Stream if they ever do 
you know, do the Nord Stream 2. So this seems like it's all in the same vein of, hey, let's get a big, let's stop the war, get a peace deal and get a big payout. So we'll see. Um, do you think that is there any, do you think there's any way that this uh, destruction of the bridge will be drawn back to the United States? Uh, well, uh, some people are saying as a suicide bomber, I think it would be a Ukrainian ship. This same bridge that's Kirk Strait Bridge had been, there'd been two previous incidents with the Ukrainian Navy of, uh, you know, advanced warning, and then they went under the bridge without advanced warning. Um, there is this, you know, I had talked just the day before about the possibility of a small, what's a neutron, neutron uh, type, bomb. yeah, neutron type device, which doesn't have the explosive power, but it does, you know, have the radiation, but we don't have any reports from the site, but, but Russia could respond. Russia had about 70 neutron bombs in its inventory. Uh, Reagan built about 700 neutron bombs. And I do think, um, you know, if, if we had, let's say, I'll just use the uh, rotunda here. If we had a neutron bomb explosion here in, in this central rotunda, the actual footprint wouldn't be much larger, wouldn't be much larger than that. Um, you know, you think of like the Nagasaki or Hiroshima, it would be this whole airport. The actual footprint the hole and crater that would make wouldn't be much larger than that. And uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, no, I, mainly, I, mainly gamma, mainly gamma radiation. That's what you, that's what you, uh, you know, emit. And the, the, it's, it's based, the device is made to be leaky to let the uh, neutrons go out mm -hmm. rather than containing them uh, in and forcing them into a secondary explosive uh, device so anyway um if you the, the, the you know as a as a guy who used to do seismology or help seismologists what we love about explosions are their shock waves mm -hmm. and you can find oil and gas and what i love about gamma radiation you remember the original rutherford experiments is you can find heavy metal well, you can find gold yeah gold and silver and titanium and cobalt and then the other uh pieces even the smaller elements like lithium get, uh, you know, uh, that's how you create these bombs is with lithium. So those also with gamma radiation, you, you can see where the lithium is. Ukraine, Eastern Ukraine is really uh, one of the most um, lithium rich places in the world. So if, what I would do if I was Zelensky and, and Deripaska is I'd set up about 70 of these things in deep mine shafts or deep oil wells or deep uh, uh, abandoned steel mills and act like there's a the war going on, get everybody excited about it, but then get seismology out the yin-yang and, and then go to town after you get a huge settlement from the United States for a peace maybe, deal. Maybe that's, what the, maybe that's what the war is, is a reason to detonate these things and then map out, I'm not even kidding, to map out yeah. all the resources. The amount of money you'd make, this would absolutely... I mean, not in terms of morality and eth but when has that ever stopped natural resource mining? Like, just do award for cover for this, and then get some like backscattering of a trillion dollars of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a war. I'll take a seven months of war. 
it's a, actually a brilliant Rothschild it's not plan. a bad idea you, at all it, it's it's it, because the thing <laughs> is you had all these things stockpiled and you couldn't use them yeah because they were supposedly uh you know a capitalist weapon where you leave all the infrastructure and kill all the people and everything it takes two to three days to die from the radiation poisoning that also i hate to say this in a horrific way benefits you because it does all kinds of dna changes to everyone so you get all kinds of radical dna experiments going on and everybody was affected um and you can pull blood samples so you're a bunch of, it's a bunch of r d yeah if you're a rockefeller guy you couldn't imagine a better situation it's a so real I, it's a real shame you and i have a conscience i know we'd we can be, make a lot of money we'd be so great at this we'd be yeah. so just do some eyed wide shut you and i could be at the temples <laughs> meeting with the heads of these families and being like, what are you guys doing with the whole 9-11? Thing? It's such small fry. <laughs> Neutron bombs in Kirsten Strait, we're all getting another timeshare or whatever. <laughs> like, Well, I know it's horrible to consider, but if they did they go... Think. If, yeah, it is how they think. I mean, if the yeah. U- Ukrainian billionaires have these deep... Uh, you saw Azovstal, uh, mm-hmm. Renat, Renat Akhmetin, uh, is the Russian that owns that. And then um, uh, Kramatorsk Steelworks is owned by uh, Kolomoisky. You, you drop those in there. You don't kill anybody. Um, you get uh, geologic data like it's going out of style. And you can explode one here. You can explode one there and act like it's a back and forth and cover it breathlessly like it's the first limited nuclear war ever. And it, it, your, CNN, your ratings go through the roof. MSNBC, ABC, CBS all go fox goes crazy too um and then maybe eliminate these independent journalists at the same time because there's of uh, the news cover is so great for the war so it's really a, a win-win all the way around um the reason i was laughing earlier is i was just thinking like you know people get arrested for like videotaping like bridges in manhattan well, at least right after 9 11 right I'm just thinking, like, you're in the arguably, I don't know if Chicago O'Hare passed it, but if you're in Hartsfield-Jackson, for a while, that was the busiest airport in the world. Yep. And you're just on the podcast going, now if a neutron bomb came right here, and it's just like, dude, we, we are so lucky that we're white and that we're not wearing, like, Arab garb. Hey, I would never do anything violent ever. That's why especially, I was, that's why I was laughing. Especially... <laughs> Especially in an airport, where you're, you're in you're in the building. middle, yeah. Hartsfield, Jackson, oh, yeah. where you're yeah. just you're just like now, yeah, Tommy. If a neutron bomb, that's why I was laughing. I was like, this yeah, is, this is good. This well, is- I'm just I'm just saying I'm keeping it as a halo because I don't want to go. You to don't want the neutron. Just, yeah, yeah, just, no, I don't. But I'm just, just saying, isn't it interesting that the the footprint isn't any bigger than sure. than, than than that above? And you look at. Uh, Hiroshima type footprint it's going to be a quarter mile or half mile I don't know how big it was but you know you there's weapons now that are 100 to 1000 times more powerful than Hiroshima so I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's a mile or whatever but but you can see where most of the energy isn't an explosive shockwave uh, to create that small of a footprint most of the energy is gamma radiation that's being released and that's what kills and they, they, they say less explosion more bodies uh that's i mean that's that's how this thing works and um unfortunately when gamma radiation goes through your cells especially in your bones where your blood is that's where your leukemias come from and other you know uh cancers bone cancers and so forth 
Now, could there be reasoning? Um, could there be some like five D chess? Do you blow up the bridge as an excuse to increase increase munitions in Ukraine, and then could in those areas does Ukraine have anything in particular that maybe Russia doesn't have that you would want a reason to go if we're going to walk out this neutron bomb uh, resource mapping idea? Would there be any logic well, to that? Is you need a reason to, uh, you know, allege, uh, I theoretically yeah. you would need a reason to all of a sudden start using huge explosions. Yeah. Well, I think it, you got the, you know, Putin's really mad because they blew up his bridge on his birthday. And um, where you really have a lot of untapped potential is in the Black Sea. If you think of Crimea as so like a baseball diamond off the third base side, where the third base coach would be it's yeah. huge deposits and on the first base side over uh, Mirapol is huge deposits as well anything that goes off out there is a big uh, bonus and water doesn't compress uh, uh, so the shockwave would immediately go down and give us a nice seismology there too so I, I would like to see this thing stay out to sea I'd like to see out, stay out to water I think that's where they can harvest this stuff most secretly uh but i think you're going to end up in the in the billionaires especially in eastern donbass with kramatorsk with kolomoisky because there's so much titanium cobalt and the heavy metals over there as well as lithium yeah and it's lithium's hard to find lithium's a lot harder to find with the uh, you know the traditional methods where the heavy metals can be easier found lithium's harder to find so the gamma radiation is one of the ways of finding it so and please have an expert come on i'm not an expert in this but i do know that this is one of the ways that you can find it and and interview them but you know i i worked with a lot of guys who would take a very very small explosion like you know the seven sticks of dynamite mm-hmm and put a thousand microphones, a thousand geophones out uh, in in a field in China, and blow you know set the charge off to get just a little bit of 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 wave data, seismic wave data. Now, if it's not this, on a kind of much simpler hypothesis, do you think this is? Let's say this was us, and let's say we also did Nord Stream. Is this us just really not even, I mean, pardon the pun, but really poking the bear? Are we really trying to get this war going? Uh, yeah, I definitely think this is a poke the bear strategy. As a matter of fact, poke the Russian bear is what uh, came out of this 2019 brand study. It's called extending Russia, but it really means overextending Russia. And the RAND uh, military game planners, which they invented military wargaming, um, at least the modern uh, method we think about it with supercomputers and so forth, they um, they had the original strategy, which was to overextend Russia with Pakistan and, and Afghanistan, get them in a land war in Asia, you know, the story. Oh, in the 70s. Uh, yeah, here come the helicopters, the, the armored Brzezinski, helicopters. Yeah. Operation Cyclone. We give them the stingers. stingers yeah. Osama bin Laden knocks down all the stingers. The Russian people get exhausted from ten years of war and demoralized, and then they give up all the stance uh, that we know today. That split off the Russian satellites that split off from the Soviet Union, and it's a smaller Russia. Now, do you do the same thing with the bottom half of Russia that has the Caspian Sea? This 
originally this land, uh, you know, around the Caspian Sea there in southern Russia, the lower Volga, was promised by none other than the Tsar's army, the white Russian army, for fighting against the Bolsheviks. And the guy's name was DeMarnschel, the oil minister. And I his heard son, that name. His son is the one who put Lee Harvey Oswald up in Dallas. And <laughs> is, I'm not kidding. George DeMarnschel. Yeah, George DeMarnschel. George. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it's far back this small goes. world. Uh, <laughs> Well, if you think if you think George de Mordenshelt, who owned oil companies and did, uh, you know, uh, oil and gas drilling in the Pacific Basin in the Caribbean Basin for George Bush, right, as a pot of oil and all that. If you think he wasn't involved in oil in America, that's wrong. He was, and if you think Oswald wasn't sent over to Russia and he stayed with a friend of George de Mordenshelt's. To obsolete the U2 so that they we could move on to the Corona satellite, you're wrong. Uh, that's that's the history of these uh, guys. These are agents to change world events and do false flags so that we change world history. So we make a lot of money. Didn't and, George H.W. Uh, Bush like give away Demorenshield's daughter? Or isn't there something like that? Yeah, like they weren't yeah. they didn't just know each other like he like gave away his daughter at, at a wedding or something well george de Mornschild's famous for being uncle george uh that jackie kennedy none other than jackie kennedy used to bop up and down on george de Mornschild's knee so that's how well the kennedys were being groomed and all the you know and bouvier kennedy <laughs> it's, it's well, all <laughs> it's all it's, it's all so fucked <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're a Rothschild or a Rockefeller, these things are important. You know, you, you don't want to. I, I know, but you, you, you don't want to skip. You can't you help but laugh skip. at this shit. It's so incestuous. The, the demon is so dark. <laughs> I saw that guy rolling that that thing in, and I said, "Oh my gosh, this is it! Putin's striking back here at Hartsfield." Oh, because he's wearing Adidas. No, no, I was just, I was just thinking uh, that would be a, like a small neutron device, and I'm right there, you, you can double and back on the neutron in Hartsfield. You're really trying to get me no knocked. <laughs> no, we would never want anything like that. As a matter never, of fact, for magnetometers. The for the record, magnetometers are a really good investment, and I like magnetometers. So let's start checking things coming through the doors here, because we need to know if you're bringing in something heavy metal. So I, I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm helping Hartsfield here do the security and I, I want a safe Hartsfield. So, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. But so then is that what all of this is the bigger picture of all of this escalation or de-escalation? I know I asked that, but is, yeah. are we, are we goading them into maybe ramping up their own attacks and then we can kind of do the, the brinkmanship where we're like, all right, everybody calm down. I don't think this is all planned out like everybody says this is like, uh, you know, choreographed to the hour. Sure. I think there's provocation and you wait for the response. You know, if you're Kissinger, you got to make your chess move. He talks like this and, and see what they do when you do the provocation. And then you have to figure out what what counter response to make to cycle this thing into the escalation cycle. Putin has to figure out what to do. Now, I say if he's threatening to use nukes. A sort of a halfway point is the new uh, the neutron devices. Supposedly, the guy who invented it, the guy uh, Sam Cohen, Sam Cohen. At, 
Rand Corporation said that you could get to smaller sizes than the to- typical, you know, fat boy or um, little, fat man, little man, yeah, fat man, little boy, you know, uh, where those are big, those are my size, you know, uh, six, eight kind of big, but suppose you could get down to even baseball size. Well, let's say you can't get down to baseball size. Let's say it's beach ball size. Still, that's a whole different ball game than six foot of metal going through the door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, I, you know, Putin can send a message here. Again, if you're trying to false flank this, ABC, NBC, CBS all say Putin's exploded a device, right? Oh, my God, we're going to go into World War Three. Everybody starts going to the uh, Kroger stocking up you know a panic sets in like like happened during the cuban missile crisis for uh you know 15 days in october so we've we've had this live exercise already um and you don't know where it came from we don't even know enough that happened last night about the crimea bridge so everyone says he shot he shot a missile some people say it came from a submarine some people will say it came from a land base some people will, there'll be all kinds of speculation on what type of device it is. And now if you set a second one off, and again, another, it always has to be Ukrainian billionaires abandoned steelworks that's 50 years decrepit. Because that gets me reparations, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, get, I get the reparations. So you, you, you go back and forth between abandoned decrepit steel mills and we, we clean up here. In the in the in the war reconstruction money, that's what I think is going to happen. Really, uh, <clears throat> is there? Because I mean, I again, I didn't know any of this happened until about an hour ago. What's the um? Are the mainstream saying that it that it was Putin, or is right now is it still kind of like it's fog of war? Oh no no no! Everybody is saying it's Ukraine, and that there's a picture in. Oh. Uh, Kiev, yeah, there's a picture in Kiev that has a, two explosions on the bridge, and people are ha- doing selfies. There's a stamp that's out now already. How does that happen? The there's f- already a there's already a stamp commemorating this. They're getting sloppy with the psyops. <laughs> there, there's a stamp already. So yeah, I think this is that's like that's like taking a picture with Jackie splattered in blood, like before JFK even gets in the limo. Like what? what? Yeah, well. That- What's that all that? What's, what's that, honey? Don't worry that about would, it. That would be a little obvious. Don't but, worry about uh, this, Jack. Now I feel kind of funny about this uh, halo, halo here because I, I always think something may be coming through if Putin is, uh, you know, going to be responding. Well, listen, if Putin's sending anything, it doesn't need an opening. It's coming in and killing us all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would certainly encourage Putin not to do this, but I, I think hope. these guys, these guys are so big believers in seismology that if. This, and you have all this stockpile of of pretty low impact. I hate to say call a nuclear weapon low impact. The neutron is like you know like one tenth or one twentieth yeah. of the of the uh, kilopascals. You know, so it's like, hey, we can say that we've crossed into a, a nuclear war. Plus, we have all the radiation for the seismology. And now, if I'm Kissinger, I could say I de-escalated a nuclear war, and I have a higher watermark now uh, on the. I have a harder, higher watermark on the doomsday clock now. We got closer to midnight. I have the higher record. 
and now I've brought the world back from the brink, and now I can die. I'm 99. Now I can die. That's but actually he, that's not. He a does bad. have a kind of a messiah complex, and so I wouldn't put it past. Well, not at all. I put nothing past Kissinger. If they detonated a neutron bomb in Hartsfield right now, I'd be like, yeah, I'd probably Kissinger. <laughs> probably Kissinger. No, but I mean, no, that does make a good. So let's now, but now let's shift from it being, you know, Kissinger being able to say I escalated, and it's, and it's now it's well, there's a president, right? And you want to be a wartime president. Well, now, hey, I brought us back from the brink of nuclear war, right? There you go. I mean, I mean, even even Eisenhower, all the generals hated him, but didn't Eisen didn't Eisenhower applaud JFK? He was like, that was because Eisenhower didn't approve of JFK at all, and then. Right. After the Cuban Missile Crisis, he was like, "All right, the kids got some balls. Yeah, you could yeah. have that, especially if it was manufactured, because maybe you don't want anybody looking at the domestic shit economy, raping of borders, and vaccine mandates, and censorship and inflation. So instead, you go, I've fucking, yep. I brought us right to the edge of nuclear war and bat. Well, it's, well, you got us there in the first place. Don't worry about that. I brought us back." Exactly. Everybody all since forgotten about coronavirus, social distancing, win, vaccine win, badges. Win, 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 win. Everybody nuclear, wins here. It's a nuclear war. There was neutrons. Here's the radiation. We get to backscatter to the ground and get the get the resources. We also demolish some old steel plants so we get reparation. It's just it's, it's like a quintuple <laughs> win, except for you and I. We're screwed. But you know, yeah, you and I. Whatever. You and I are slaves for life. Yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. that was a that was a given. I mean, yeah, that was a given. That was like, yeah, yeah, that's nothing new. Spoiler alert. Yeah, they're fucking us. But yeah, I don't, well, that's, that's kind of a, I don't think that's that far off from reality of just. Well, and here's the other bit of analysis that I say, this is why Kissinger is going to go this route. And again, back and forth, back and forth between the two countries. Ukraine has old neutron weapons. The A-135 is what it's called. And so does Russia. So they could do this all with old Russian weapons. So you don't have to get the W-65s or the W-70s involved here from the American side. You could just say, hey, this is all Russia's fault. It's all leftover Russia stuff, yeah. right? They, they use these for anti-ballistic missiles, but you can, you know, take the wings off and just, you know, explode them in a truck or whatever. And now Kissinger also worked on the neutron bomb with Rand. He was a Rand consultant from 61 into 69. And Sam Cohen wanted to use this to stop originally designed to stop a Russian tank invasion. Mm -hmm. But the problem was in Vietnam, jungle everywhere, no roads, no tanks. Right? So Kissinger never was able to use this weapon that he worked with Sam Cohen so long on at RAND. What do we have in Ukraine? Oh, wait a minute. We have roads, Russians, and tanks. Hmm. And so I, with that metadata, there's no way this won't happen. It has to happen. This has to happen. The Kissinger fait accompli. It's basically the piece de resistance of his career. We're done. You know, just on metadata. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Not only that, it's a, it's a sunk cost. You've already built the weapons. And at best, you're going to sell them, you know, a la like Gods of War or whatever the movie is with Nicolas Cage, where you're selling all the old Soviet weapon, War Dot, whatever the movie is. Um, but yeah, why not use it for the apps? I mean, game theory, get the most out of it. And you want to throw in a little bit more fun? How about all the missing uranium that you've stole over the last 40 years? You could say that that was in the, the plant that blew up. Well, right? Which, which uranium? 
uh, let's say that uh, there was a whole bunch of Russian weapons that were supposed to be dismantled, 20,000, that were supposed to get to the United States for peaceful use. It was called megatons to megawatts and all this missing uranium. Well, you can just say it all got blown up. It all got blown up. How about all your bio labs, your 45 bio labs or 42 or whatever it is, an insane number. I thought it was 15 or 12, you know, 40 some. Hey, take out the bio labs at the same time, right? This so, is just win, 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 win. We're up to like a septuple win now. The more unstable a device, you know this, the more unstable the uh, element is like plutonium, the higher the energy of the gamma waves, the less the half-life. So we're going to be able to move back in pretty quickly. It's not like strontium-90 is going to be all over here. Or molybdenum yeah, or 99. yeah, Yeah, it's not going to be any of those radioactive isotopes that hang around forever. You know, that gives you those alpha waves that kind of, you know, cause long-term medical effects. This is quick, quick, quick. And especially if you do it underground into abandoned sites, then we can uh, uh, fill over the thing, you know, with with dirt that's not irradiated. And then condos, right? Beach condos on the Black Sea. I would, if it was me, if I was running this deal, I'd start in like... Uh, you know, uh, like Odessa. <laughs> I would investing. go all the way to the Russian. Well, I mean, just every mile oh, or so, it. because because Condo City, Condo City, after this is over. So, I mean, if they really want to get ambitious, you could get up to sixty explosions on each side and huge reparations. So, I think it'd get a little obvious after a while after it was in a perfectly straight line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, so you'd be able to just pump up the porn. You'd be able to be a wartime president. You'd be able to bring us back from nuclear, from technical nuclear war. You'd be able to scan the ground for resources. You'd be able to use these weapons who you've already did on sunk cost on. You get to build some condos. You get to move right back in. You'd get to get reparations. You'd get to, yeah, sort of launder the sins of COVID. It's a, that. This is all over. We're on the next thing now. Defense spending is going to go through the roof. Well, we, we had a nuclear attack in 2020. It's like calling like, you know, January 6th, like a terrorist attack. It's like, that's not the same as 9-11, but they'll call it the same manual. A nuclear war. The, the first nuclear attack since August 1945. It's like, no, it wasn't, but they'll do it. And we'll pump through it and they'll jerk themselves off to being able to avoid new. They'll call it the new Cuban Missile Crisis, even though there was nothing will have happened. And you got not, it. And it's not there's even no, that bad of an idea. I hate to say this. I mean, it's evil, but it's brilliant. There's more. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Billy it's Mays. Like the, it's like the Ginsu knives. It's, uh, it, it's uh, OxyClean. It's neutron bombs. But wait, there's more. Call now and I'll put in a hafnium bomb. <laughs> well, don't get me started on the rare metals as well that also respond to gamma radiation. I mean, because those are really, and boron, even boring boron is slows neutrons so even you could even get out the um the moderators you don't want but but let's let's specifically and remember our iphones and so forth use very rare earth metals so Mm -hmm. it's it's an earth metal bonanza because those are really hard to find those trace metals so this is even better for like platinum and palladium and all those precious metals as well the really rare ones and I can't remember what the resistor in the iPhone uses, but it's another rare uh, metal, but selenium and all these things. But the, the survivors, 
you know, Mark Burnett has the survivor and then the spinoff was the apprentice with Donald Trump. Well, the survivors actually will have raise antibodies and the best survivor will be able to be cloned and you'll be able to develop monoclonal oh. antibodies from the survivors. And you'll be able to do vaccines by copying the antibodies of the survivors. So for the, those who have a weaker immune system, but wait, there's more. You also get animal survivors. So you get their monoclonal antibodies and their vaccines. And if that wasn't enough, you also have plant survivors. So you're going to have a whole new crop of GMO foods that come out of a, if it was a sustained war, if it's a sustained neutron bomb war, where you get 10 times the radiation, one-tenth the footprint, one-tenth the footprint, uh, all these things come true. So it's really kind of a, a, a cornucopia of fun. I just imagine you with a cheap suit at the Pentagon, and instead of selling, like, kitchen knives from Sears, you're just like... So I'm putting in, you just see some generals like, I don't see a downside. <laughs> see, Dick Cheney's like, kid's good. Kid's good. The only thing you got to do is clear the area, you know, put to turn the, you know, yeah. let, let people, give them an hour, give them an hour. Really, nobody dies in this scenario. And that's yet. good for ratings. That's great <laughs> yes. for ratings. Get those yeah. old nuclear air, uh, air raid sirens. Some through some, have a, some retro. A yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guys. You just you know they're gonna do that. They're just gonna start playing like clips from like 1960s training films. They're gonna be like live from Finland. You're gonna be like, that's that's an old that's from like Sandia National Labs in this there's Curtis LeMay. Like there's that's from the sixties. Like the brave well, boys are running to the to the strata fortress. <laughs> don't get me started on Curtis LeMay. I love he's Curtis the, LeMay. He's that, the first guy. Psychopath. <laughs> Well, you take the first guy, Hap Arnold, and von Karman, the, the sort of the Nazi scientist that was his kind of handler controller for all these advanced aviation and missile technologies after World War II in Southern California. But LeMay is the one who paid for it, got ran the funding to get the initial contract with the U.S. Air Force for all the war gaming that we have from RAND. We've got all the game theory that we have from RAND. NASH game theory came from RAND. Uh, all the... Um, we have to build ICBMs until we can't see over our, you know, our fence anymore. Uh, that all, all that came from Rand, Dr. Strangelove and all uh -huh. this sort of concept, H-bomb, uh, Herman Kahn. Uh, Rand. So it really is fun for the whole family. It's this, this plan. It's a Dr. Strangelove plan in reverse. Yeah. It's, it's not a doomsday machine. <laughs> it's a, it's sort of like a money machine. Yeah. Man, this really is like the greatest. This podcast is like the greatest argument against like capitalism. This seems to be like late, the latest stage capitalism. Not even like <laughs> monopolies and suppressed wages, but like no neutron bomb, <laughs> neutron bombs, so we can produce GMO. Like this is, and I am, yeah. I am, I am a, I am a shameless anti-communist. But even this has me thinking, like, huh, <laughs> huh. Well, when you start thinking about all the, you know, uh, Joe Biden signed in this protein, you know, the artificial protein, the, the legume type uh, uh, stuff that can pr produce protein and stuff is executive order, the recent executive order, um, you know, uh, vegetable based meat, you know, and bug based uh, meat. 
Uh, this is really kind of a, a post-apocalyptic, kind of ushers in a great reset, if you know what I mean. What's where's where's Klaus on all of this? I don't see how Klaus doesn't make a lot of money in this uh, new world order. Um, first of all, um, he makes probably you go nuclear in terms of power uh, because well, he pushes those right that like the turbines. Yeah, you go turbines everywhere after this thing is over with. Sea turbines for oil exploration, gas exploration. I, I, you know, I went to Ravensburg. I visited Klaus for five days there in Ravensburg. I went to his place in Givenchy and um, uh, near Geneva. There, um, he's doing all right. He doesn't need a lot of help. He's pretty rich already. But I think there's no way that he doesn't make out on this deal. Kolomoisky is kind of his agent. WEF is sort of like the Rothschild, you know, uh, PR firm. And I think I think they're going to do okay. You got to almost wonder, and I guess this is my own fault for trying to find like uh, some sort of, you know, it's like it's like it's like asking a question of like, where's all this money? What's all this money based on? Like, well, of course, it's based on nothing. It's not based on gold. It's based on nothing. You dipshit. So I guess it's kind of my own flaw to even begin to go down this line of inquiry, inquiry, inquiry. Yeah. Inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, like what, what in God's, I mean, Kissinger, that's absurd enough. He's 99. Well, what's Klaus? Klaus is 83. Like what are they? I, I, it's bad, but I could almost get it if like you or I were like behind this. Cause it'd be like, we still got alive. We still got a ton of time ahead of us. Like, we still can go play with the billions, but like, what are these guys doing? Like, what is it really just the pursuit? Is it just the power? Is it just the, the high? Or are they true believers? Like, wh- what drives this? Because, like, I I, 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 I couldn't. I, sorry, I grind at this podcast because I'm 32. I have like a lot of time and like, I'm not going to do it forever. I'd like to still do it for probably like 10 years, but like, there'll be a day where I don't do this anymore. But I'm also young enough, knock on wood, that like, I can sort of, what else would I like to do after? But dude, you're at the end of the, you're at the end of the game. That's like, that's like the kid at like five a.m. at a sleepover who's like, let's start a new Madden campaign, and it's like that's twelve games. That takes eight hours. Like, you you can start it at sunset, get some Red Bull, but the friend who it's like four a.m. everyone's drunk, falling asleep. Like, hey, you want to start a movie? Huh? You're gonna I'm gonna be out cold before like the DVD player is finished like setting it up. I guess I just ate it aged myself. But like yeah. what what is the goal for that? Like where are they going with this? Well, I think they really do have this kind of uh border von Braun ethos, which if you remember von Braun, he thought of not just uh, the world in terms of communism and capitalism and so forth, but he actually thought of the world as a uh, shelf life has shelf life and we have to be able to be ready to move to different worlds so we need a mars space station and we need to be able to go up the, above the carmen line while we release a virus and kill everybody down below and fumigate it and then come back and you know this is the von braun thinking and we had to have you know space stations out in space and so forth i do think there is kind of this von braun uh thinking behind all these people it is kind of Dr. Strangelove thinking, seriously. And all the stuff I'm saying isn't actually out of the Nazi mindset at all. Because they did, they did all this stuff, if you think about it. They, they were working on the nuclear bomb, 
obviously. They were working on all the aviation stuff. They were working on all the medicines. They were working on all the plants. They were working on all the animals. This all was a part of their kind of zeitgeist, you know, their will and reason for being. And it's their ethos as well. We're going to be the, the strongest and most superior technological race, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's kind of the thinking thing. And he lived here in Atlanta. Um, Von Braun? Von Braun was here in Atlanta. We I talked to a guy who was... Uh, they had taken a golf course and they had got, um, they were building it and went over his house that he lived in. And you would think it would be have in the basement when you discover Von Braun's house, it would have a bunch of model rockets that he went on Disney with, you know, mementos and stuff. No, it was all scientific biological stuff, microscopes mm. and crap, which scares the bejesus out of you. I feel like Von he was, Braun, I feel like he's more of a guy that has like skull measurements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can't remember what they called that, but yeah, uh, there was. I don't remember phrenology. Phrenology, yeah, phrenology, Those yeah. Fucking Nazis. But he was into radiating human tissue and seeing exosomes coming off of it and how cancer started. Very inquisitive guy. He wasn't just a rocket guy. Well, they um, all they all evil they beyond all, recognition. But I mean, they are no. I mean, there's a reason we brought them back. Yeah. It's a sad truth, but there's a reason we did that. And I think we sent half in one direction, at least if if you're uh, well, I don't want to pick on the pick on the Rothschilds. I don't want to pick on the Rothschilds. But if you wanted if you wanted to control the world energy market, this is what you would do. You'd send half in send, one direction, yeah. half in the other. They gave, we got two thirds. They got Russia got one third. I think they probably would have been happier seeing it half and half. But no, that's how you keep the that's how you keep the machine fighting. What are you gonna what do you do at the end of an NFL season when Tom Brady wins his ninetieth Super Bowl? You don't just you don't just go, well, now it's Brady's league. No, you wait six months and then you start the whole thing again. That's that's good for business. You don't want just the US running the world. What are you stupid? You gotta have the Soviets. Four years later they get the A bomb. We're back in business. We got Korea by nineteen fifty. It's we're cranking out we're just printing the money. There's a school of thought that television becomes old Brady films, old Brady flip and and Brady reality shows. And Giselle reality shows and Giselle modeling runway films. And that's all you have. That's it. Just that. That's that's the future. I don't I don't I hope not. I hope we still have, you know, rap music and all the other great cultural things that we we've developed. But but this you start thinking with hey, let's use the technology we have on the shelf. Henry Kissinger, remember, he spent eight years working on this in Vietnam. They were going to do this in Vietnam. The only problem is they couldn't find any VC to drop it on. They yeah. were thinking about dropping this on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which was a dirt path. <laughs> it's right. I just finished um, Kill Train by Andrew Cockburn. And uh, I mean, I had known some of it before, but man, the technology McNamara deployed on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, the little ammonia sniffers to find urine. To, we dropped 300 million firecrackers so that when uh, Viet Cong would step on them, the microphones would detect them, and then B-52. And none of it worked because all the firecrackers got wet. I mean, a little bit of an oversight, but like, then you go, this was so ridiculous. And then it's like, yeah, but the generals at first were like, this is retarded. Like, let us drop bombs. And then they saw the check, and they were like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. How much well, was Bob it? 10, $10 billion a year? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Don't get me started on Bob McNamara because he, yeah, 
<laughs> just, just making it rain in Vietnam. Just making it rain. Don't get me started on another Rand guy who hired Rand, all the WizKids, um, and he brought all these guys over. Remember uh, Blowtorch Bob for this Phoenix program from Rand program? Mm -hmm. uh, but he's the one who started with these flow charts, which told second lieutenants, you come up to a village. Choice A was burn the village. And choice B was kill all the uh, males under 14 or over 14 years old or 13 years old and burn the village. You know, so that was, you know, the, hey, the second Callie's reading it going, well, if the trees are taller than this high, I'm supposed to kill everybody in the village. You know what I mean? And that's how you systems analysis is born. The science of systems analysis is born mainly through Vietnam and, and Bob McNamara uh, with Rand Corporation. So, um, it's it's fun for the whole family. It really is. It really is fun. And then, um, I mean, uh, Doug Valentine says that the starter of the whoever started it, the whoever, whoever uh, created the Phoenix program, later said uh, after seeing the DHS fusion centers post nine eleven, apparently the guy who was a, an older gentleman at the time broke down in tears and said, "This is Phoenix." And they said that the Phoenix program came back to the United States in the months after nine eleven. Yeah, um, so Blowtorch Bob is actually the guy who came up with that program. I think they, I can't remember what the acronym was, but then uh, Bill Colby inherited it, William Colby inherited it from him and said, my boss was crazy about statistics, kill numbers, you know, they were trying to kill a thousand people a month and all that, you know, with the torture and everything. But then later during the church hearings, church committee hearings in 75, there was several special forces guys that came forward and said, you know, what are you doing? And then those same people who testified way back then, then saw the DHS created in 2001 and said, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, <laughs> I've seen it's, this before. Yeah, I've seen Phoenix. It. Yeah. And Phoenix was to quell a nation via state sponsored terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, state sponsored terrorism, um, I <laughs> better you're, go. You're just, in the middle, you're just in the middle of the most crowded airport on the planet. Yeah, I don't want to be talking about this. Topic I was, I, you're the you one that said like, it. I didn't say shit. <laughs> I just see the gendarmery, you know, farming around me. Believe me, I I love a safe, quiet. There, there are a need, bunch. There are need, a bunch of plain closed agents around you right now, and you have no idea. They they beyond plain yeah. uh, I believe in sniffer dogs. I think we should double, triple, triple the guard <laughs> on sniffer George dogs. George has been bought off by Big Kennel. <laughs> Alpo, great food. Uh, we, we need more sniffer dogs. We need more weapons. We need more surveillance. I think you should have to go like through five latest scanners before you get on a plane. George it is should, being bought off by the machine. <laughs> it should just be you a don't. gauntlet that you don't ever want to go through, ever. It just and never that ends. way, you stay away and stay home. Never go out. Never you know, go out. I think the planes <laughs> themselves should just be constant backscatter machines. You actually shouldn't be able to go anywhere. If you do go on a plane, it should just circle your city for about 10 times. It should spray you with some type of new, new challenge agent to see what kind of antibodies you raise. That's really what should happen. I think, I think the TSA should set up at all of our front doors. Yes. What yes. are you bringing out of that apartment? I, well, I, it could be that any garage or any kind of spare bedroom or any kind of basement dwelling is and that's fair game for TSA. They, I mean, yeah. that's just if they want that, they get it. You know what? 
just put them all on camps. Everybody, starting with me and George. We can, no yeah. one can be trusted. Glass walls, constant surveillance. It's about time we flatten the curve of terrorism. I'm tired of it, and it's time to take a stand. Two weeks to flatten the curve, and then we'll renew it every two weeks as we go forward and see how it goes. It's like that comedian. So, it's like that comedian who was doing that uh, Fauci impression. I never said two weeks to flatten the curve. I said we are too weak to flatten the curve, <laughs> and thus we need to be doing this for six to seven to eighteen more decades. <laughs> well, that's what we have. Uh, so, uh, Tommy, it's uh, it's really. Uh, always wonderful. Yes, I'm sir. sorry about I'm sorry about last week with Jeff Prather. Well, how- be, because uh, it was like I had a rental car. And oh I had, yeah, oh. I had the rental car from hell experience where they dial in through the satellite, you know. And I'm I just I had arrived in South Carolina and everything, and I was trying to, you know, go forward and you know I was backing up so I could basically go out on the beach and have yeah. a nice pic- picture of the beach. But uh, I, I thought that they had somehow disabled my car, you know. I thought, and <laughs> I'll be honest. I just thought you did crashed like 10 minutes no. into the podcast. You just went off. And I was like, well, I just started going with Braithor. In my mind, I was like, you're gone for like five minutes. And I was like, well, he may or may not be coming. George may or may not be dead. And then you well, hop back in. Well, anyway, that's what was going on. It turned out that yeah, I had, had accidentally brushed the emergency brake. Uh, with with you know with something and i didn't i wasn't familiar with this jeep emergency brake so anyway i was anyway that that's my excuse for last week it's really no good excuse at I all i said I, I, I didn't think twice about it i honestly yeah anyway Whatever. so anyway i i do have to leave oh yeah 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 now. yeah we'll, we'll wrap this one up and i'm sure you're probably about to get swarmed by a bunch of agents for talking yes. about neutron bomb state-sponsored terrorism <laughs> and a new vaccine so uh good but luck let me do that. it once more let me do it once more there's there is the plume right Just there signing right his there. death warrant yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're coming <laughs> all right i gotta yeah, get I here, it up <laughs> sorry all right bro george I love you, brother. Stay safe. I'll text you this when it's up, and uh, we'll schedule the next one. All right, man? Loving you right now. All right, bye.